Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, July 27th, 2017. Uh, this is such an important story that I will probably also be blogging about it in written form in addition to today's news and views because I think there's a huge story going on here. Uh, I think there's a huge background story. There's something up in the world of central bank gold. Now, the reason I might be blogging about this uh, in written form is, as you know, I spent a, a great deal of time blogging a few years back about the German efforts to repatriate or at least get an audit of the German central bank, the Bundesbank's gold, especially the gold that was on deposit with the Bank of England and in the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. It now seems that Holland is up to the same thing. And I've linked a large, lengthy article at Zero Hedge for you. And I'm going and I want to thank everybody that sent me uh, this article. I would have missed it completely had you not. So my hat's off to all of you who caught this article and sent it to me. Now, when the link posts, this is a very lengthy article. I want you to scroll down because I'm going to be reading from the end section of this article. Uh, where they lay out some scenarios. And there's something, again, that caught my eye. And there, there's every indicator now that this is a truly endemic problem. So I'm reading from towards the end of the article now, this very long article at Zero Hedge. Quote, and, and let me give you the, the background here. The background is that there are people in the Netherlands now pressing for an audit of the Dutch central bank's gold, just as we saw a couple of years back, people in Germany pressing for an audit of their gold. All right? So that's the background. Now, here's what Zero Hedge says in this very important article. And they lay out two scenarios. And then they mention a, a curious incident that recalls an incident that I've written about and blogged about before. All right, so here we go. Quote, again, all the Dutch gold is allocated, and yet the Dutch Netherlands Bank declared in a newspaper the bar list can't be published because it would cost, quote, hundreds of thousands of euros, unquote, this has appeared to be an embarrassing statement and truly blows the Dutch National Bank's credibility. If the Dutch Central Bank doesn't wish to disclose its bar list for whatever reason, it would have done wise not to comment at all on this issue. But why all the, all the nonsense? Time to speculate. We'll run through a couple of scenarios. Scenario number one. Publishing a bar list might limit the DNB's future flexibility to intervene in financial markets. <clears throat> Currently, the DNB hasn't got any gold leased out. But if the bar list would be published, my central bank would be obstructed in future covert leasing activities. 
Suppose the gold price spikes in five months from now. <coughs> the DNB or multiple central banks in concert decide to lease out monetary gold in order to calm the physical market. When the leases would be undone several years later, surely the bars returned will not be the ones lent out. Following this scenario, when a bar list is published now, it would be inaccurate in a few years' time, showing bars that are long gone and can show up on private gold ETF inventory lists. If readers question whether central banks are capable of not telling the truth, oh, perish the thought. Consider what DNB's governor said in an interview early in 2012 when asked if he would repatriate any gold from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. His answer was firm, no. However, shortly after the DNB, the Dutch Central Bank, started to prepare repatriating by reinforcing its headquarters. A new security barrier was constructed around the compound. The DNB confirmed to me this was done to prevent any trucks from crashing the building. Likely, the governor did not tell the truth in the interview for strategic reasons. Scenario number two. This is where it gets interesting. It's possible the Bank of England claims to provide its clients gold bar lists and auditing rights, but in reality, it doesn't meaning the Dutch Central Bank doesn't have a bar list from the Bank of England that complies with LBMA standards, which forces them to come up with excuses whenever confronted. Now, stop and consider what he's just told you. The Bank of England does not supply bar lists to other central banks whose gold is on deposit in the Bank of England. Kind of good nifty arrangement, huh? <laughs> All right, let's continue. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this scenario could mean custodial gold at the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York has been embezzled. In 2016, economist Guillermo Barba pressed the Banco de Mexico to publish a gold bar list of the Mexican gold stored at the Bank of England. In February 2017, Banco de Mexico delivered Barba a list, but it didn't satisfy LBMA standards by far. Surely this was done on purpose because how the list was distributed can never have been how the Bank of England keeps it. So prior to distribution, parts of the list were edited. Barba pressed Banxico, the Bank of Mexico, once more and received a new list in March of 2017. But neither did the new list satisfy LBMA standards. The column in the list that reads serial number doesn't disclose the serial numbers physically inscribed on the bars, which makes them uniquely identifiable, but shows the Bank of England's internal numbering. In my two sets of books, kind of nifty, huh? In my opinion, Barbara was fooled twice by Bonxico, or Bonxico was fooled twice by the Bank of England. In July 2014, the Australian Central Bank published its bar list of gold stored at the Bank of England due to intense efforts by gold blogger Bullion Baron. Uh, 
But alas, the RBA, the Australian Central Bank bar list, does not disclose unique serial numbers. So now stop. This began a couple years ago with Germany wanting its gold back. And if you remember, Venezuela, Hugo Chavez was alive at the time, Venezuela jumped on that bandwagon and wanted its gold back. All right. Then we heard little rumblings from Ecuador, and then the story disappeared. Now Holland has done it, and they're getting unsatisfactory answers. Mexico has done it. Australia has done it. And... The answers are less than one might expect from the above-board accounting practices in use at central banks. Now, I'm going to skip several paragraphs in this article because now they mention something that to me is crucial and key, a historical example. Let me read three things to you. Quote, there is proof the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and its clients have not been able to audit their gold in New York, at least not in 2007. The German Bundesrechnungshof released a report in 2012 on the safety of the German gold abroad. Although the report is heavily redacted, on page 10, we read German auditors were not allowed entrance into the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Stop and, stop and consider that. You've put your gold on deposit in a foreign central bank, and that bank won't even let your auditors in to see it. Now, folks, that's a big ding, ding, ding for me because those of you who've been following my blogging about this subject or even reading my books about the hidden uh, system of finance will recall an incident in history, much earlier in history, where the same thing happened, but we'll get back to that. So let me repeat. Although the report is heavily redacted, on page 10 we read German auditors were not allowed entrance in the Federal Reserve Bank of New York gold vault to inspect their precious metals, nor were any other clients. A possibility for the owners to physically record the holdings of their gold is not provided in the terms and conditions. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, it's a long-term practice not to allow the owners to inspect their assets in the interest of a safe working and control process. It has confirmed to the Bundesbank that these conditions for gold custody also apply to all other clients that store their gold in the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. In response to repeated requests from the internal auditors of the Bundesbank, their representatives were given the opportunity to enter the vault system in June of 2007 to get an impression of the safety precautions. However, the employees were not given access to the vault compartments, but only to an entrance hall. An examination of the gold was therefore not possible. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but this one shines and stinks like a mackerel on a moonlit beach. All right?
and I'm quoting Prime Minister Disraeli there. <laughs> I think it was Disraeli. May have been Gladstone. Because recall in 1928, I wrote about this incident in uh, Covert Wars and Breakaway Civilization. The then German president of the German Reichsbank, the German Central Bank, Hjalmar Schacht, was on a visit in 1928 to this country where he contacted his good friend, Benjamin Strong, the governor of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and he was taken on a tour of the bank. Okay. And then he asked, while they're down in the vaults, he asked to see the Reichsbank's gold. And the staff of the Federal Reserve Bank went off and then came back a few minutes later, embarrassed, obviously, and told Governor Strong that they could not locate the Reichsbank's gold. And then Hjalmar Schacht, in his memoirs, Okay, this is the story he recounts in his memoirs. And if you know anything about Hjalmar Schacht, you'll know that these next words were very tongue-in-cheek and definitely a message. His words were he smiled to Governor Strong and then said, that's okay. I know you're good for it. Uh-huh. Folks, what we have now is Germany, Holland, Venezuela, Australia, Mexico, and probably a few other countries that have been making quiet inquiries, wanting to know how much gold they have. They want to see their bars. They want to get lists, and they cannot get them. And what this means to me is we have a real situation. The geopolitical situation here is, is extraordinary enough because the background to all of this is increasing economic friction between the United States and Europe. And what have we just seen? We've seen a Brexit, haven't we? And, oh, golly, all of our gold, or at least some of our gold, is on deposit in the Bank of England. And guess where else? The Federal Reserve. All right? I think there's definitely something going on here. I think this is another sign. Call me crazy. I'm way out on the twig of high-octane speculation here, far beyond the evidence available to support the weight of the speculation. But nonetheless, I'm going to say it. I think that this gold story, the more you look at it and the more that you see the same responses coming from the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And remember, that's not only a gold depository bank, that's also the bank of accounts. Listen carefully now, folks. That's the bank of accounts for the United States government. In other words, it's the handling bank for the United States government accounts. All right? So when you factor all of this in, Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Exchange Stabilization Fund, and so on and so forth, being the bank of accounts for the United States, Brexit, it looks to me now, increasingly, like this gold story is part of a much larger geopolitical and possibly covert financial warfare taking place between the United States and Great Britain and the rest of Europe. And the thing now that I think could possibly cinch this case is the fact that you have Russia and China attempting to buy as much gold as they can and even conduct certain trades 
based on that gold deposit that they have. And recall what also happened a few years back when Germany was trying to repatriate its gold and get a, a decent audit of its gold reserves and apparently could not do so. Recall that at that moment, China was buying gold and they bought a lot of gold on the market. And guess what? The gold bars were gold-plated tungsten. All right. So something is going on. And this gold, I think, presages a real economic warfare taking place in the background. Now, as I said, I will probably, I think this story is so important, folks, that I will probably do this news read and views in written form as well, because I really want people to pay attention to this story. I think it's a very, very significant story. The reason why I think it's significant is I know a lot of you that have money to invest have been investing in gold. And I'm not an investment advisor. I could never claim to be that. So take what I say with a huge grain of salt. But my own personal investigations have convinced me that this is a the bullion markets, particularly gold and silver, are the, that the data is so badly obfuscated that the, the estimates of the actual amounts of bullion in the world could be off as much as an order of magnitude, plus or minus. And in that kind of context, folks, you're dealing with a very, very volatile investment environment. I wouldn't uh, personally touch it with a 10-foot pole. Um, I'm not giving investment advice here. You know, I'm just telling people, this is what I found. You need to factor that in your thinking uh, because it's a very, very important story that we're watching here. So please be aware of that. Now, uh, those of you who are members, we are, do have a members, uh, European, uh, African time zone members vid chat tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. Um, if you don't have to be in those areas, obviously, to attend the chat, but uh, I do it early so that those members of the website in Europe and Africa can join in the vid chats. Uh, if you're not a member, um, consider it. We have a lot of fun. We discuss a lot of things. It's kind of freewheeling, open discussion. Um, the other thing that I need to remind people of is you can listen to these uh, YouTube interviews and, and webinars on iPads now. Please give us some good ratings. Uh, help us drive up our membership. Final uh, thing I need to mention is I just heard from my publisher. He did receive the new book manuscript. So the book is in the pipeline. I will let people know as soon as the book is back from the printer in the warehouse, ready to ship, uh, what the title and subject matter is. So anyway, that's it for today's news and views from the Nefarium. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.